everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, we have a few orders of business uh, before we jump in. Uh, first off, I've made an executive decision, friends, and that is that we're going to be releasing a po- the podcast like every two weeks because your girls start a new job and I'm tired. <laughs> Um, so, uh, look out for that, like every two weeks and I'll probably be released on a Saturday because Fridays are the only day my brain works. Um, and as a reminder, Stacy is globetrotting. She's in India, India. I almost said Indiana. Oh God. Um, she's in India. So she won't be with us today, but we have a lovely guest host, Miss Stephanie Bignot. Welcome, Hello. Steph. Hello. Thank you so much. Hello. Oh, <laughs> Happy so to be excited. here. So excited you're here. Um, <laughs> well, I know you real well, but um, I'm going to assume some of our listeners don't. So tell us a little bit yeah. about yourself. Well, um, well, I'm Stephanie and Shannon and I go back to Piedmont days as well. I'm also yeah, we do. <laughs> Piedmont alum, another, another PC kid. Um, and, uh, PU now. <laughs> yeah. PU now. Piedmont university. Oh, <laughs> so fancy. So fancy. So, so we met each other in college there. Shannon was, uh, two years ahead of me. Yeah. And then we ended up at the same grad school, University of Arkansas. Yeah, we and so did. we had our time overlap there as well. And uh, yeah, but I am an actor first and foremost, and I'm also a producer mm-hmm. and, ooh, um, <laughs> and uh, I'm, I live out in Los Angeles, California, but also a Southern woman from mm-hmm. Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, this, this past year, I'm like, do I want to plug anything? Um, I (laughs) had a, a, a much bigger producing effort for a short film that is now being submitted to festivals far and wide. We're going for the big boys. So it's called a bad romance and hopefully it'll, it'll land somewhere really cool and we'll have a fun premiere, but we'll see. Didn't friend of the podcast Dylan Nelson work on that as well? He sure did. Yeah, he, he was did. a production designer and he killed it. Yeah, Absolutely I mean, gorgeous. I mean, just that man's artistic skills blow me out of the way all the time. Mm-hmm. Like since the moment I met him. Truly. Um, yeah. It felt, felt like a moment where theater met film because we had to like completely redress this old house in San Pedro so that we had rented out. And like it, it meant literally pulling all the old furniture out, putting it in the yard and the back and then wallpapering what? temporarily the entire living room and dining room. And yeah. And then Dylan had all this gorgeous furniture and a million trinkets to add it to the place and it just it looked stellar but the dress day I was like this is like tech theater maybe yeah. like we're all hands on deck uh-huh yeah it doesn't matter what your title is we're we're doing it yep oh, get this wallpaper it. up I love it looked that great. looked really great congratulations that's exciting thank you that was quite a feat and so much fun and a lot of learning um producing is pretty fun it's really intense it's just like you know being on top of everything and assembling the team and finding yeah. good people to work with. And, um, 
the director, Bex Bradshaw, and I um, tag teamed on the casting and that was a blast. I really, really enjoyed the casting. Is that your first time working with casting? Uh, yeah, that was yeah. my first time really leading the charge on casting. Cool. Um, cause she wanted me to kind of hold the reins on it. And, and then we, you know, we did it all over like zoom and yeah. wow. same with the callbacks and stuff. And we found some just incredible, incredible talent that doesn't necessarily like, I don't know if you would necessarily recognize them, but I hope that they start showing up everywhere. Cause they were just so, so good. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. You wearing your producer hat. <laughs> it's a lot Major. of work. It's a lot of work. It's, it's like a lot of work. I feel like it's like a stage manager on steroids, you know, like, yes. you know, you, you have to be organized, but you have mm-hmm. to also like keep everybody else like under control. Like, you know, right. it's just, it's like the, the heartbeat, you know, behind the creation process. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I did a little bit nowhere near like a full producer thing but with the horror film that we are working on all year yeah um and uh just like the baby bit I did it was like whoa that's a lot of work yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) I was working my full-time job too so which I work from home so I was making the job I was like I've the joke that I've never been so busy before but I don't leave the house like (laughs) on my computer all day. And then after work finished up working on producer stuff until, you know, bedtime, essentially like this is intense. (laughs) Rinse and repeat. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. All worth it. It's going to be so cool. It's going to be exciting to have people see it. I'm excited to, to see where it goes. I wish I could see it. Maybe it'll come near Chicago. Maybe. Maybe. Why not? Um, <laughs> well, do you want to you know, jump into some quotes? Let's do it. Okay. All right. So friends, we are still on um, <laughs> grief month um, and uh, it's kind of turned into like grief months <laughs> because we're moving into November <laughs> now because where did October go? Um, and this one, I... I think it's just beautiful personally. Um, and it's a quote from Sarah Dessen, uh, and it's grieving doesn't make you imperfect. It makes mm. you human, mm. <sighs> which I mean, we've been talking this entire time about how important it is, uh, to let yourself grieve, um, and how it's not just, you know, the first thing that comes to mind, it's not just loss of human it's Mm -hmm. loss of so much more in your life that's not Mm -hmm. there anymore um but grief is something that we collectively as humans do and it's very bonding or it can be um and yeah I'm so I'm curious how how that resonates with you it is really bonding that's interesting to think about that the way that it can like create new connections even though there's something that's been lost yeah um, yeah, I, I love that. I love that reminder too, because I think sometimes I can get so caught up in my like routine or like the way that I like to do things. Mm-hmm. And if there's some kind of grief that's happening, um, and like you said, that can present itself in all kinds of ways, whether that's the loss of the life, um, it could be like, like the loss of a former version of yourself, um, uh, loss of friendships, you know, friendships that 
fade away or break up suddenly. Um, and it, it disrupts everything that felt like sort of normal or what you might've called normal before, what you felt like was routine or, um, what connected you to feeling like, oh, this is my regular life. And it, it might just make the, they might be experiencing like textures and feelings and, um, emotion, like it, and you're in internal life, like in a way that you've never really experienced before yeah. and just trusting that, um, I, I think grief is incredibly non-linear too. Like oh you can have like yeah. weeks where you're like, okay, I feel like I've really, whew, I've really moved on from that. And then something can come out of the blue and, or even like, it could be something that sparks a memory. It may not even be like an actual event, but mm-hmm. then suddenly you're, you're back in it. And that's, that's good. <laughs> that's just yeah. showing that there's something else that needs to bubble up and yeah. I, it's good. I completely agree. I was actually it's so funny. You said that I, um, we were on a walk the other day, like a nature walk and Mm. you know, the fall leaves here in Chicago have just been like, Oh my God. I'm so jealous. Yeah. Like I've only just started to get cool here and I'm like, thank goodness. Like I have a little pumpkin spice today for actually the first time this month on October 30th. I was finally like, now it feels like I can do it now. Pumpkin spice something. I mean, Chicago shows off when it's fall, like it's, it's beautiful. And we were on a nature walk and, you know, looking at the leaves and everything. And this couple, like an older couple passed by us and the woman was wearing the same perfume that my grandmother wore. Oh yeah. And it was like, honestly, I felt like I was not like going to knocked over like it was just it was so jarring um because I I have like pieces of her clothes or like my mom has the perfume so she like will wear it sometimes and so Mm -hmm. I still smell it sometimes and it's fine but to be out in the world and Mm -hmm. smell it was Mm -hmm. so overwhelming yeah but also beautiful because it just like put me with her like on this walk. And it was just, it was lovely. And, and it wasn't sad. Like, and I think that I've come to that part of grief with her, especially like for the longest time, there was sadness there. I mean, and there still is sometimes, but now it's just memory. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm glad that I'm getting to that place with that loss, but that was a, it was a cool moment. Like, and it does, it just knocks you out and you're like, it's Whoa. almost like a little bit of magic or like it time is. travel or something. It is. <laughs> yeah. Make you yeah. feel like you're, you're much bigger than just your body, which we yeah. are. I think we, we are. are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's something that we've been talking about is how, you know, loss is also important because it reminds you of what you had and it's sometimes yeah. it can be painful. Yes. Yeah. But eventually the memories and the stories are the things that stick around and the sadness kind of Mm -hmm. like loses its weight. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just so important to feel those things because if you don't, then I feel like personally it's, it doesn't do the person or the thing or the the pet or the job or whatever. It doesn't do it justice because you don't, 
we don't give it its attention that it deserves. I genuinely believe too, that if you push down feelings that bubble up or you try to like reality, not, of course, there's a time and place for everything. And if like, you're in a situation where you can't necessarily let yourself go there because yeah. <laughs> of what, whatever is going on, whether it's job or whatever, mm-hmm. um, then yeah, be wise about that. But if you, but make sure to give yourself space to let yourself feel it. Cause you can genuinely make yourself sick. You can like, make yourself sick. You can make yourself sick. You can do unhealthy things to your body by pushing and storing these, these things that are trying to get out and like forcing them to stay inside. Well, and like, it can affect your the the life surrounding you too. It can mm-hmm. affect your relationships. It can affect your job. It can affect so much because it's like, it's almost like a rotting. So like, if you if you mm. don't let it go, like it's just sitting inside of you festering and mm-hmm. that's not healthy either. Um, right. <laughs> it is, it's a wide spectrum. I, I feel like you, you know, you shouldn't be like walking around keening all the time, you know, (laughs) 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 write it down, tell a story. I don't know. Put it somewhere. Yeah. The music on really loud and scream sing, like whatever it is, like Mm -hmm. you have to let it out of your body because if it's just like inside of you, it's not like you said, it can make you sick and that's not going to be helpful. <laughs> like, you know, like making yourself ill is not going to help anybody. <laughs> what do you think of when you think of grief? Are you like me where I immediately just go to like death? Like that is my, mm. probably because that's the most, like my closest association to grief is like loss of human or animal. Right. Um, yeah. But what about you? Like, what is your relationship with grief? Well, I think it's actually, it's really changed a lot in this last year because this has been kind of a year of grief and healing for me yeah. <laughs> and a big theme. Um, I, I don't want to go into like the full like details of, of it, but in July of 2021, I, I very nearly died mm-hmm. and, um, and I, I had to heal from that accident um, and I, I'm, I'm a little different now. And so there, there was like kind of a a grief process of letting go of, of who I was. And, um, and then also recognizing like some of the friends in my immediate circle, having gone through that experience, Mm -hmm. uh, it kind of helped me see them a little differently too, and Mm. recognize that some of these friendships weren't necessarily, of the quality that I thought they were. And so being able to be honest with myself and let those go too. And then there is a level of grief that went along with those. And, um, yeah, it's just been, it's been really interesting. Um, and just giving myself lots of space around it. I was going to ask what is, what has your healing process been like? Like, well, Getting into therapy was a great idea. Therapy, y'all. We can't shout it from the rooftops loud enough. (laughs) That was good. That was good. Um, I did a little anxiety group too and learned a little bit more about that and just like some other tools to to cope with. I was like going into a place where I thought I was needed to panic. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. Uh, And so, you know, deep breathing and like connecting with my senses and, and 
doing like steps of rationalization. If I can identify whatever the thought is, that's making me anxious and have a, con- literally have a conversation with myself yeah. um, to see if that, that thought that's giving me anxiety has merit mm-hmm. or if there, if there's anything to it, that's worth taking away or, or, you know, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So doing all of those things and then, um, and then giving myself the opportunity to get curious again and let myself dream again. Mm-hmm. And, um, cause I, I, I recognized that my first impulse after doing this was just to, to kind of like closet myself away yeah. and feel better. And I went through kind of like a depressive episode, which I think was necessary in order to come out, you know, right. the other yeah. just needed time to really rest and keep everything incredibly low key. Yeah. Um, and so I think just recognizing like this too shall pass, you know, that's yeah. like a great, great mantra, a great reminder. Mm-hmm. Um, and that everything does come in a season. And if you like are continuing to push yourself, it's a challenge, then then change is happening, even if it's even if it's tiny and it's hard to see in the moment, yeah. to just rest. Um, and to recognize, you know, when you have those moments of curiosity. And it's like, oh, that's something that's giving me joy right now. Follow that. Yeah. Follow that. Yeah. Don't question it. Just, just go ahead and jump after it yeah. and what might come from it. Because um, I actually, I pulled a Mary Oliver poem that I love <gasps> to read. Yes, please. It's not too terribly long, but this is one that I was like, this is, this is it. And it applies to all versions of grief. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to read it real quick. So Mary Oliver, the queen, Mm -hmm. (laughs) love her so much. This one's called Heavy. And she says, that time I thought I could not go any closer to grief without dying. I went closer and I did not die. Surely God had his hand in this as well as friends. Still, I was bent and my laughter, as the poet said, was nowhere to be found. Then said my friend Daniel, brave even among lions, it is not the weight you carry, but how you carry it. Books, bricks, grief, it's all in the way you embrace it, balance it, carry it when you cannot and would not put it down. So I went practicing. Have you noticed? Have you heard the laughter that comes now and again out of my startled mouth? How I linger to admire, admire, admire the things of this world that are kind and maybe also troubled. Roses in the wind, the sea geese on the steep waves, a love to which there is no reply. Oh, Mary. God damn. That's beautiful. That made me cry. (laughs) I love that last line, a love to which there is no reply. Um, because that, that does manifest, I think in every version of grief where it's like, Mm. you know, you pour your love into something and that something is gone or it's different now it's differently shaped. And so if there is any kind of reply, it's coming back differently. Um, or it's just like an echo back and there's nothing much there anymore. And, and yet how beautiful to be able to 
have that love and still like be pouring it out, pouring it out. It's so it's true. I'm, I mean, we talked about this with, with Stacy and how, I mean, she had such a clear idea of who she was supposed to be for so long. And then when that was completely taken away from her, the grief she felt more for herself, like the version of herself that no longer existed, um, was so overwhelming. And that, like, I think she was saying that she had to, to get over that more than she had to get over this relationship that, that didn't make it. It was more of like this person that she thought she was supposed to be. And it's true. Like we, you know, especially if you're an overachiever, which (laughs) we kind of are, um, you have such a set mind, like goal of who this person is. Like you put yourself on a pedestal and you're like, that is going to be me. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And when the things don't align for me personally, it's like the end of the fucking world because like Mm. she failed, like this person that I thought I was supposed to be fucking failed and it's not fair because it's just (laughs) you know that's we are we're ever changing the things that I wanted to be when I was 20 25 I don't want that anymore but yeah you can't help but keep her right in front of you it's like the donkey and the carrot like I'm always just like I gotta get it you know (laughs) it's like and it's oh god yeah I'm still grappling with it like loving her that person I thought I was supposed to be, but letting her go and just knowing like the Shannon I am right now is complicated and wonderful and she's figuring it out, (laughs) but yeah, like, and it's, and it's okay, but it's hard. It's hard. You, you grieve that. And I think that that is also, I am, I am understanding that it's okay to be human and grieve what I thought I was supposed to be just let it go mm-hmm. yeah. and like yeah the alternative is to like tamp down on all of it and and mm-hmm. hold yourself to this unrealistic standard which is that thing of like trying to be perfect right instead yes. of like no actually like there's so much that we can control and there's so much that is yet to come and there will mm-hmm. be great seasons of joy ahead and to believe mm-hmm. in that and yeah. to just trust like all right let's continue plodding along yeah <laughs> like she said I went on practicing and I was like okay every day it's just every a day I'm practicing and if it's not perfect it's okay it's not supposed yeah. to be <laughs> it's like yeah it's it's so true and I, I love this quote um because of that like the reminder because so many of us want to be this perfect version of ourselves and it doesn't exist because we're human Mm. and we are the least perfect beings that have ever walked this planet (laughs) (laughs) we see that every day (laughs) (laughs) so I just think it's so beautiful and it's just a reminder like Mm. be easy on you yeah like yeah oh we, we can be the hardest to ourselves and it's just so (laughs) life is too hard. Like be easy on you. (laughs) Yeah. You know, uh, so 
as you know already, the listeners don't know yet, but I have, I have a couple dogs and uh, my older dog, Lily, who is around 14, um, is in her like last chapter. Mm-hmm. And I, I was resonating with this because, you know, we had already made the plan that we were going to record. And I, I realized like sometimes grief starts before, like, like it starts early. Sometimes yeah. it starts, like you can start a grieving process while you still have time with someone. Yep. And, uh, she had like a, a cluster of seizures and she's like handling it like such a trooper, but she's probably got about a, like maybe a year left. Yeah. And when we took her to the animal hospital and we weren't sure, you know, is she going to have more seizures? Like, is, are we going to be able to bring her home? Like what's, yeah. what's, you know, and my partner and I were just crying all day. And just, but also like had these moments where we just had laughter just come out of nowhere. And one of us would share like a memory or just like uh, a funny thing that she does or like (laughs) an expression that we see in her eyes sometimes or like a funny thing with her tail or whatever it is. And it's just, I was like, wow, this is, this is, this is part of grief. This is already it. And yet there was something so clarifying about it, even though it was awful it was also really lovely and like sweet and um yeah it just sort of like took away anything that was bullshit you know just like burned burned that off and was just like no I know what matters right now I'm very very clear on what matters right now well and it goes back to that bonding right like you when we lost my uncle it was very sudden and but because my family is just a pack of wackadoos who I love <laughs> so much, like having us all in a space together, like, yes, there was intense sadness, but yeah. the laughter was louder. Like mm-hmm. it was just goofy and the stories were shared through tears. So there was laughter and it yeah it's, it's ever growing. Like we're still healing and it's still raw because it's been a year. Mm -hmm. Um, but the laughter is louder and it's that bonding, like allowing yourself to connect with someone else and being like, remember this. And then just like laughing because it just fills your heart. Like, you know, it's, and it, it will, continue to be that way. I, I definitely feel that like we all have like a connection with Lily Bell, like her Lily Poop and her like, you know, master <laughs> splinter head. Like she is just yeah. like a character and she is. you know, She's special. Yeah. And it's just like, it's that thing that the stories are, are more important. The laughter is louder and we just have to take the time to allow our minds and our bodies and our hearts to bond together and hold this individual aloft and like, and I recognize like what a gift that was that Kieran and I both responded in that way because, and, and that your family responded in the way they did too, because there are a lot of, there are people who like really struggle to let themselves feel it. And so, you know, what does that day look like? How, how treacherous would that day have been even more so last week right. if, if, if we were just like, like if I had decided to go back to work 
or if, um, you know, or if, uh, if we weren't talking about it or we were like, you know, I, one of us was like, we're going to go out and run errands or like, you know, just like try to cover because that is, that is an impulse that I think people have, but no, like instead of just like, no, I'm just going to sit here with my coffee and let it all flow. Yeah. And you know what? I was able to go back to work the next day. I felt much clearer. I felt like I had like let some stuff and good stuff that it needed to come out, come out. And, uh, and then I was able to like continue on with responsibilities and stuff. Yeah. Um, but giving something space, there's no hurry. No. Oh I my feel God, like no. our society, <clears throat> excuse me, our society, like, oh, capitalism, like mm-hmm. loves to make you think that we have to be hasty that they're, yeah. you know, we're running out of time. <laughs> yeah. Put your head down, get it like, done. Right. What? I just don't think that is true. I think that's something that we get wrapped up in and, um, yeah. And it's so much better when we really whew, breathe through it, slow it all down, let a moment be a full moment. And you know what? We are better listeners when we do that. Um, we can be better partners because we can be paying attention to each other, better friends. Yeah. So true. I mean, I, I started a new job recently. I'm a associate second grade teacher at a, yeah, she is. <laughs> and uh, it's a lot, uh, but it's wonderful. And the thing that I'm learning is to give myself grace. And luckily mm. the lead teacher I work with, she is fantastic. And she is very much like, she will make eye contact with me and she'll be like, why don't you go take a break? And like, I went for a break and I came back and she was like, no, no, no. Like take a break, like take an actual break. You were gone for five minutes. Like go walk around outside. We're okay. You know, like, and then she'll do the same thing. She's like, I'm going to run out. I'll be right back. You know? And at first it made me kind of uncomfortable because I had that very much like, nose to the grindstone, get it done, you know, like (laughs) feeling. And then I realized like, oh, she's allowing me to time to breathe so that I am at my best for these kids, like Mm -hmm. to where I get to connect with them and have patience. Because if you don't allow yourself that time, then you're just, you're worthless to these kids. They need you. And if you're just yeah. like an empty shell because you're exhausted, like that's not helping anybody. So it is about giving yourself time. And that goes with grief. That goes with, I don't know, nourishing your body. It goes with taking time to go for a walk outside, to breathe, like whatever it is you need to do, whether you're grieving anything or not, it's allowing yep. yourself time. We have it. Absolutely. The yes. corporations like to say that we don't, but we have to. <laughs> They're going to be fine. <laughs> take when your I sick day, like God damn it. <laughs> yes, take it. It's there for a reason. People worked really hard so that you could have your sick days. Yes. You need them. Good. So acknowledge like, oh, this, this is, this is something that other people worked hard so that I could have it. Like, yes, it. exactly. Mm-hmm. Take that time because if you don't like when it's said, what, what is going to happen to you? You know, like <laughs> you're just going to fall apart. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Momo. <laughs> no. 
you haven't read Momo by Michael Inde, oh, God, go read, read it. Our plug go for today. <laughs> oh yeah, go read Momo. It's a it's a kids book, but it is it's gonna serve you no matter what age you are. For it's sure, really full of so be- so many beautiful reminders. <sighs> well, love Momo. How do you feel? Do you feel <laughs> like you got what you wanted to say about this quote? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I feel good. Good. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Sarah Dessen. Who knew? Thank you, Sarah. That was, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, I do have a little Southernism we're going to, we're going to close out with. I looked up, I looked up, uh, (laughs) so this is only, only, things only Southerners say when someone passes, Um, which (laughs) I've been to a Southern funeral, like there, <laughs> there's a lot of food. Um, but yeah, I thought that this one, I could just imagine like somebody's aunt, like coming up to you, trying to make you feel better. And she would say, honey, if he's not in a better place, the rest of us don't stand a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fully feel like I've heard somebody say that before. Right. The rest of us don't stand a chance. Honey, if he's not in a better place, the rest of us don't stand a chance. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Um, Well, I just, I thank you so much for being on here and being our our guest host. Guest co-host. Thank you for asking me. This has been so lovely. I I love you so much. I love you too. Thank you, Shannon. All right, everybody. Go forth and grieve and give yourself time. (laughs) Take the breaks. Take the breaks.